0: Hey, thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, this is a two-part series. So if you're just tuning in for the first time and you haven't listened to the first part of this two-part series, go back one week and listen to that episode. Uh, You're not gonna wanna miss out on all the great stuff we're talking about with Kevin Urutia about growing and scaling businesses. The guy's done a lot of growing and scaling businesses, so he knows what he's talking about. It's a fantastic conversation. I hope you enjoy the rest of it. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II.
1: The Friday habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge
0: of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up! It's Friday. At what point did you decide to to kind of jump off and and start Void Media and and how long have you been do- doing that?
2: Yeah, so Void Media came about two years later. So basically, I was running the company for about two years, and at this time, like I kind of just got bored of running it. I was just like, it's a good space, it's making me money, but I just got bored. I was like, I want to do something that's like exciting because like I was like, oh, I want to go maybe do programming stuff again because like obviously like my background is programming. But like cleaning, running a cleaning company is like not really program. It's more like operations heavy and right. management mm-hmm. heavy. It's like, you you learn a different skill set. Um, but by this time, uh, my friend Wilson, he was doing like FBA stuff, so e-commerce, and he was telling me how much money he was making. And I was just like, "Oh my god! Like I need to go do this." So I was like, "So then, like literally that's I was." I was like Wilson, like I want to do this, and uh, can you help me find products? So then he was helping me find like out. He was selling outdoor gear stuff. And I was just like, it's working for you. I was like, I'm going to do Outdoor Gear too. <laughs> so then he's like, he got so mad at me. But I'm like, dude, like we could just trade lists. So I was like, we, could sell, we can <laughs> sell stuff. Is that right? That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't be the same exact product. It could be something similar. And then, uh, so then we basically started my Outdoor Gear company. I um, was doing that. And I went to China like three times, went to the Canton Fair. I talked to our factories. Um, so that led me into more like the paid stuff. Like we're doing Amazon ads. We're doing Google ads. We're doing Facebook ads. And yeah, um, so I was doing that and then that company still running right now. And then that led me to start another company called Chester, which is a Chester, Chester travels, your luggage company. And that was like a kind of a iteration on what we learned from the outdoor gear company, because we realizing you know, like, um, anything with FBA was kind of getting, um, uh, anything small, was just so many competitors. So by this mm-hmm. time, we had a little bit more cash and more money and we wanted to build something bigger. So luggage is a big thing and it wasn't something that was easy to produce. So then we said, hey, let's make something bigger and large item that's going to be harder to ship from China. But and but that way, you need to be, uh, you need to have done FBA before or have e-commerce experience to really enter this market. And that's how we did Chester. Um, that's worked a lot better um, because it's just a difficult, more difficult market and we compete with like Samsung and
1: Tumi there. Uh, but mm. yeah. That's awesome. I have so many questions. Uh, before we jump on to the Chester travel stuff, I actually have a question about Maid sailors. Yeah. How was that? Finding a replacement for yourself there. What process was that like to find somebody to run your company that you started?
2: Oh, that was easy. I just told my brother, he's like, "All right, I'll do it." Yeah. <laughs> well, all
1: you <laughs> are your family. Like,
2: oh, I need to oh, clean. my brother. Yeah. Hey, awesome. so my brother had like by that time, my brother was my brother was an investment banker mm-hmm. at a, in the city, and then he was just like kind of tired of like working. So I was like, "Hey, like I have this thing. It's like working." And he's just like, and he was looking at it and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, Kevin, you're running it terribly. I'm like, yeah, look, it's working. Like, this is why I need (laughs) you. Nice. And then I always tell like, honestly, like the company wouldn't be what it is now without Edwin. He really, that's my brother's name. He really like manages everything for me now and just does it. And like, he cleaned up a ton of processes and you don't realize how much stuff is like broken until like someone comes in
1: and tells you like, oh wow like this is so bad and like and says yeah. hey you're like oh it makes sense could have evolved this way but they're like oh this doesn't make any sense because yeah, exactly
2: money. and then I, but even yeah even for like even for like any company i think finding someone to replace you is tough and um but even for like uh yeah i think that's a really hard sort of job or to do because yeah it's like so hard
1: Yeah. So, and then with Chester Travels, the e-commerce luggage company, um, how does that process work? Um, I've talked to a few people about this, but for for you, did you do a lot of the design on the products? Did you hire a designer? I know you worked with uh, factors. Yes. So this is
2: another good question. So Edwin, my brother, he's actually, he went to school for architecture and actually designer. So he designed our luggages. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think like I would have like Edwin's probably like, Edwin's my older brother. He's a year older than me. Um, honestly, I can't do anything without him. Uh, but yeah, he helped design everything. Um, so this is what this is what was great about the luggage company. versus kind of like what before, like uh, the other FBA company we had, it was very like, hey, here's a product. Can you go make it? And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. We'll go make it. What's your logo, right? And then you slap a logo and you're ready to sell it with the luggage company. Uh, it was very like we're like oh we like this luggage can you make it they're like no like we need a we need like a CAD drawing we're like oh crap and then we're just like oh but first we're frustrated and then we're like oh wait this is good that means they can't just copy anybody because now we can make mm-hmm. our own thing right but then that whole process took like six months uh, to get the mold done we worked with like the YKK factory to make custom zippers custom lining custom everything interior uh, and even like custom straps for the inside uh, took a really long time and it took us about six months to make the carry-on luggage and if you look at our website now we have like all the other sizes but we couldn't make those until maybe six months ago. And that was because we didn't have money. Like, we just, like, we were strapped for cash. We're just like, we can't produce the other stuff. Like, uh, we were like, right. oh my God, like, you make everything. I'm like, no, like, we only have the carry on. And like, we were selling the carry on for like a good year and a half.
1: So, yeah. It's beautiful, by the way. The like, is really nice. And it, was that a, a hefty upfront investment to start it, for e commerce? Is it like, hey, you got to invest a lot upfront in order to kind of get it rolling? Or how does that usually work?
2: yeah so for, for the luggage company that was about like 250k investment and that's the reason why we started it because we knew hmm. it was gonna be a lot of money and we knew that people just couldn't start it out whereas like the outdoor gear company we knew that it was a less invest, like five to ten k and that's like cheap for people like obviously that's not cheap but like it's much right cheaper. but yeah, e- yeah yeah the barrier to entry is a lot lower Yeah, exactly at that point. so that's why when we were looking to start a second company we were like it needs to be either really hard to get into or it needs to be super custom um mm-hmm. so that's why we did the luggage
0: and, and yeah, I mean, did you do some research on, oh, what are really popular things that people buy or a price point? You know, it's like, yeah,
2: luggage seems so random. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean, so we were looking at like obviously companies like Samsonite and Toomey. Uh, we were looking at them, like, and then we're looking at prices and we're just like, whoa, like, how can the luggage, like a good luggage cost like $1,000 to like $2,000 if you look at that? And we're just like, we can make it for much cheaper. Uh, and that's really where we saw the competition. We're just like, obviously just like look at public numbers of how much they're selling. And then if you're if you're using Amazon, um there's like Jungle Scout that's a really good tool. shows you like all this stuff. And uh, a lot of this time, too, uh, I think it's interesting because every almost everything's on Amazon now. But obviously, back then, a lot of these big brands, like Samsung or Toomey, for example, they would never be seen on Amazon because they're too good for it. But now it's like right. it it was that sort of like, uh, it, like sort of like advantage was like, hey, look, Amazon doesn't have a great luggage company on there. Everybody has like the basics on there, but we want to make a nice premium luggage, and we know that Amazon has demand from our previous company. So it's like everything's a combination of what you've learned before. Um, so mm-hmm. I tell people like you just learn more as you're doing things and like it might succeed. It might fail, but like your next company, you're kind of learning something and then you're like, Oh, I learned this before. Like, like I said for Amazon luggage, I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't want to do what I did for the outdoor gear company because that sucked. (laughs) So let me go do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What were, what are some things that you liked about running a service based business? And what are some of the things you, you like about running a product based
2: business? So the service based business, what's good about it is like you don't pay people unless like you have an actual like booking. So your cash flow is much easier to manage cash for like Chester, for example, right now we have a lot of inventory. It sucks because it's corona no one's traveling. Well yeah. yeah, we have like a hundred K inventory in the warehouse that's mm. just sitting there. So you think about it, it's like dead stock. It's like, okay, your cash is just literally doing nothing. Um, same thing when like you're um when you're shipping overseas, uh, your cash is just floating in the ocean. We call it it's like hey, like, hey, I'm trying to like what am I gonna sell you? <laughs> right? It's like it's mm-hmm. just like doing nothing. So that's why like e-commerce is great because it's scaling-wise. So that's why e-commerce is good, because if it's selling, you can just order more. And then mm-hmm. service-based businesses suck because if you're sell- if you're getting more cleanings, that means you need more humans. Humans are not predictable, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like a different yeah. So humans are not predictable. Trust me. Like we have all be like <laughs> we're like oh my god. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone calls. Hey,
0: where's my cleaning person? You're like, uh, they're supposed to be there. Yep. No, <laughs> trust me. That that's a that's like almost like a daily text that we get in our Slack. Like yeah, Right. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. Oh man, and so then with. With a product-based business, though, is it something where the profit margins are a lot higher than on a service-based business?
2: Yeah, so that's exactly it. Like, it really depends. With a service-based business, it's kind of like you have to just, like, pay people and the people cost money. So then, like, there's always this cost that goes up every year of, like, minimum Mm -hmm. wage, uh, benefits of uh, the more you hire, and then the office costs. But with, like, product-based businesses, um, you just make a little bit more money. But at the same time, it's kind of like you have to... Be, make a recur so like i've learned a lot like i'm working at, i'm doing like, another company and i'm just like i learned so much from this other company i'm like chester basically what you're seeing with paid stuff is like it's just getting more and more expensive so your one-time cost to sell a product is just getting so high mm-hmm. that you need to have to sell people things on the back end if not you're just you almost have no profit margin so i always tell people now if you're if you're thinking about a company you need to have something that you can sell to the front end at a, at a great profit margin, or even like maybe at break even, but then you have to have a recurring component to it uh, because that's where you make your money right now. Like Mm -hmm. Chester is kind of like a one-time sale. Like you Mm -hmm. sell a luggage, like, yeah, someone might buy another luggage, but like, not that too, many yeah right? not two not yeah, and
0: the, yeah the sales cycle is a lot longer yep. right with well, someone maybe buys a new piece of luggage every three to five exactly. years
2: so like you're really like if you want to compete and like people are always like oh d2c brands you know you can scale quicker but i'm like you can because there's no like you know um i guess like stores but then your new your new middleman is facebook and google they're collecting all the rent mm. essentially so yeah so so it's still hard to scale because now especially corona now like everybody's online so it's like it's just even more expensive. And I think for any business now, it's like you need a sort of, sort of recurring thing. That's why like stuff like gyms are great because it's like every month, like people pay for it and they don't go. So it's like, yeah, great. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's what the great business model is like people pay for the gym and they don't ever go. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's the thing like I would tell people to think about it. and that's sort of what I'm thinking about too, my next business. It's like, how do I get someone hooked up? And then how do you make it recurring? That way you can justify the cost of selling that product
1: the first examples that come to mind for me are like, uh, Oh shoot. What's the name of that toothbrush? uh it's oh, like quip yeah quip. quip quip is a good example because you buy the toothbrush it's pretty inexpensive up yeah. front it's nice there's a subscription for toothpaste delivery same thing with like harry's razors that kind of stuff
0: i haven't bought toothpaste in a year yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it just keeps getting
0: shipped
2: to me every like, three
0: months i get a new tape exactly with toothpaste.
2: yeah those those guys like figured it out right early it's exactly yeah. like the, the quip is like the vehicle it's like hey we'll sell you this thing. But we know we might like make money, but that recurring of the fluids, the liquids, that's where they make money because that's also much cheaper to produce. Yeah, um, so
1: right, a physical product has like a raw cost, whereas yeah. like everything else, yeah, that's awesome. I'm really curious what your next uh, business is going to be. You'll have to let us know. I'll let you know. Yeah, it's coming yeah. soon. We're, cool. we're it's been in development. Yeah, cool, awesome. <laughs>
0: So you you have all these different businesses, and then at some point you said, "Hey, I, I'm doing all these things for myself, and I'm starting these own my own businesses." It at some point you said, "All right, I think I want to use my knowledge to help other businesses grow and, you know, produce income." So that's where kind of Voy Media came.
2: Yeah. So came basically, from. Voy Media came out of that sort of need where. It was two needs. One where I thought like, hey, look, I, I think I have this entrepreneurial uh, experience that other agency owners don't have that I can really think about and work with other founders. And that's sort of where I come in. Is like me and Wilson, we've built our own business. We have our own companies that still run. We saw like, hey, we want to work with... We think that other agency owners don't have that. So we want to say like, hey, look, this is why you should work with us. Um, at the same time, too, it was kind of a mix of... Obviously, I run stuff uh it's kind of feed my curiosity i was like oh what are people what else are, what else are people working on so it's like that was also a great way for me to just kind of like feed that like need of like trying to see what other business models people are running and and honestly that's how i learned much more now i'm like i look at stuff we're working with some clients i'm just like oh wow this is pretty cool like i was like oh wow this thing works i was like this is crazy <laughs> i was like it's like and that's just like interesting so that's why i like it and that's sort of kind of where that came from and now boy media is like 20 people and like we use it a lot to just like, it helps the cash flow, right? Helps me fund my ideas, my projects. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I think about it. Yeah.
1: I was curious about that because one of my uh, thoughts and strategies with Knapsack, we build websites on Squarespace. And one of the things that I wanted to do with that is have it as a funding source for my other business idea. I was curious like which one of these projects you've done has been a good funding source to kind of help you build other stuff. I think for, I think the, my main
2: one that really helped me launch a lot of stuff was Made Sailors that provided me the capital to kind of start everything um, because it's kind of like money in, money comes in and then you just pay people. But now, Voimedia has grown to be that where it's like we have a lot of great clients, we have a lot of great brands that we work with, and we've raised our prices and allowed us to scale. But now, Voimedia is helping us do that. and just taking a lot of the money to invest in new ideas and just new projects. And a lot of it, a lot of now for Voy Media too, it's kind of like investing into like the content that we produce. Obviously we have our podcast, we do our YouTube series, um, a lot of like LinkedIn stuff that's helps us with that. Just like think of things to produce. Cause a big initiative for us is like, obviously Voy Media is like the service-based side, but we're trying to make it uh, in the next six months. How do we make it more like educational slash information side? Because that's, easier to scale up than like hiring more people. It's kind of like, we want to make it a mix of kind of like e-commerce slash service for services. Like we want to bring more clients, but that means we need to train more media buyers, more strategists. So at a certain level, Wilson and I kind of are trying to figure out like what size do we want to be? that we're kind of happy because then you, I mean, you guys probably know like the bigger you get, the more people you have to manage. And that's like kind of a different thing that you have to learn. And it's, yeah. it's just tough. And it's kind of, some people like, I don't know we're always in this, like, I mean, you guys, I'm always in this phase of like, do I really want to grow a big agency or do you want to be small? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and it's kind of like I mean every every other week I change my mind and just like it's too yeah. so hard, right? It's too hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things I, I'm always thinking about. On one end, I, I like the idea of having a, a large team and I like the idea of you know having a really big company that's recognized and all these yep. other kind of things. On the other side of things, I really love the autonomy and the freedom that I have. And I love uh that I don't have a, a job. I, I yeah. don't always feel like I I go to a job, you know, we have a, a small team of three people and you know, we, we just have a great time and we provide value to our, our clients and we enjoy the, the work that we do. And it de- never feels like a job that I'm going to. And I, I'm always afraid if I grow too big that yeah. at some point it will feel like a job where I'm like managing all these people and yeah. these payrolls are so massive. And you know, like, yeah,
2: I know, I know <laughs> that feeling. Yeah. It. It's uh, yeah, we always struggle with that. It's like, oh, should we, it's like at one point our goal was to be like, 150 people and we're just like oh (laughs) crap like (laughs) this is like uh, yeah
1: one thing you said reminded me of uh, one of the guests that we had on our show his name is greg hickman um he has a company called alt agency i think he was on uh episode 23 and 24 of our podcast but um he talked a lot about kind of what you're saying like having some training products that you have as an agency as well as like your done for you services so he he goes a lot into like done with you, done for you, DIY options. So um, he might be actually even a good connection to talk to. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he, he has a lot of thoughts on that that I found really useful too.
2: Yeah, that's exactly kind of where we're going to. It's like we're getting a lot of leads that we can't help because they're just too new. And then we're trying to offer different price points. Like I have a book out that I give to tell people, Hey, read my book. And then we also have like a consulting service now where it's basically one-on-one hour teaching to help you sort of figure out like your product market fit. And then the other one is obviously our agency service where we do everything for you. But like in between there, it's like, we need a training or something, right? It's like, it's like, we just can't help everybody. I'm just like, I wish I could, but like, I mean, you guys probably work with people. I'm just like, you don't even know what your product is. Like, I can't, I can't help but figure out yourself. Like, I can't, I'm like, I don't know what your product is. How how can I sell it? Like, you don't even know yourself.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, you know, Chris Doe from future. They, have you heard of him? Yeah. He, he, they, he kind of started off as a designer and then he similarly just started creating educational yeah. content for designers to grow their businesses and, you know, things like that. And it seems like it, it's become extremely profitable and successful for him just to be an influencer. You know, yeah. In the space. That's
2: sort of what we're trying to figure out is how do we make uh, more content? Because we have a lot of
1: stuff. We just think like, need to package it well and sell it to people. That's awesome. Do you have any pitfalls that you've kind of come into that you're like, Oh man, if I could warn people about this problem, like when starting this type of business, like what are some things that we can learn from? So we don't make, th- make those mistakes.
2: I think the biggest lesson that I've learned was that like at least for me like not everybody's like me and I think everybody I hire I want them to be like me but then you realize that like it's kind of like a different everybody's a little bit different and I think you need to really understand people and sort of who you're working because Even right now, like I have a lot of employees are like, "Oh, I love working from home." But then I have other ones are just saying like, "Oh, I really miss the office because they're like being there." So it's like you have to learn to be adaptable. And I think for me, that was probably one of the biggest things that took me to learn because I was for me, I was like, "Why aren't people just like me?" Like literally, just like just like I tell you to do something, (laughs) just go figure it out, right? And then you realize that like not everybody's like that, and that's okay. Um, yeah. Because everybody can be like entrepreneurs or starters. It's like some people just want to be kind of like, hey, this is, a, this is your project. Here's how we're going to break it down and do it together. And they love that. And yeah. then they're just happy executing versus like other people just help strategic thinkers and think of ideas. So and I, I think that's the biggest lesson for me. It's like, Learning how to work with people and actually seeing how they like to be done, and like at least for me, it's like not everybody can be like me. So it's like mm-hmm. the, that was like the biggest pain point. I was like, I was like, I would get so frustrated. I was like, why don't you just do it? It's like, oh, so just Google it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 yes.
1: Yep. Hey, if everybody was like you, there would be a hundred uh, Chesters out there. You know. It's so
2: yeah. So that that is actually funny because like that's sort of like what someone told me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense now.
1: What what do you look for when you're hiring your team? You know, I'm mean, I'm sure it's different for different companies, but what are some like qualities that you look for in people usually?
2: So for us, so for, for the biggest thing for us right now is just like if you're smart, like raw intelligence, I always I always try to look for that and sort of see. And just like honestly, the biggest one is problem solving skills. And I think that mm-hmm. comes from like I do marketing and I've never taken a marketing class, right? And I tell people like, how can, but can you be able to solve problems? Can you uh, can you think of things? That have common sense. Uh, I think that's a big one. Uh, I think that's a hard yeah. one to find sometimes. But like just problem solving, I think is the biggest one for people. And just like raw intelligence, because honestly, like there's like at least for us, we're high like media buyers or like Facebook guys. It's Facebook is just a platform. Um, there's Google ads There's YouTube ads. But if you know like how to kind of like figure out how to use a platform, how to how to read the numbers, like click through rates, conversion rates, like the platforms don't matter. It's just like a a thing that you're using. So yeah yeah it's kind of like a designer like a, a good designer can like draw and then probably use photoshop or illustrator but like the design skill is there you know like the naturalness of of designing and space spacing and stuff like that like stuff like that
0: Yeah. what about what what is your favorite platform i mean it seems like you've been doing this for a while as far as like you know paid ads uh, on
2: Facebook and Google. And I love SEO. SEO. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I love SEO. I think SEO is the, the best, but obviously if you're doing paid stuff, uh, probably Facebook and Instagram are still pretty good. And uh, now we're seeing Snapchat do well, but like depends on the product, but Facebook and Instagram are still pretty good. Um, but I think if people are looking for a good platform now, YouTube is pretty good. A lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like not as regulated as Facebook because like there's hasn't been any big scandals on YouTube. So like you see a lot of gurus on there saying the crazier stuff. So like, just, <laughs> yeah. just use that platform now while you have a chance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before it gets too crazy. What What is... um you know what are some resources that you really enjoy i mean are there are there certain things that you kind of stay up, up on as far as you know educating yourself or motivating yourself and 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 stuff like that
2: are you are you a reader do you read books yeah so i'm do i'm listening to i read a lot of books um right now i'm listening to uh, this book by uh john dor it's called uh measure what matters it's about okrs and management of people Really good book about um, how he introduced OKRs to IBM and how that worked, what the process is like, and how they really help a company achieve their goals. Um, another good book that I read is uh, The CEO Within. So a lot of management books, uh, uh, how to actually manage people and how to set up structures and meetings. I think that's super important for people, especially... Um, especially something like me, I guess, where like, I never worked in a super corporate environment. I was at mint or into it. Right. But that was only for like six months. So it's not like I grew up and knew this stuff. Yeah. And I think as your company grows, you kind of need to actually have some sort of process procedure. It's not there to like slow you down. It's just sort of like there to sort of like, kind of like know what people are doing. I, I, it's like in the beginning, at least for me, it was like, oh, there's a flat hierarchy. I like, kind of like people like love saying that. But as you get bigger, it's like people need to know kind of like, who can I go to for issues or problems? Um, mm-hmm. And I think for me and Wilson, we're just kind of like, oh, just come to us. But eventually we're just like, whoa, like I wake up, I have like 30 PMs. I'm like, I can't <laughs> do this. Like, I just literally can't like understand what's going on here. So like stuff like that. It's like, you realize that, like this is why people, there's managers in the companies. Right. Yeah. How long have you worked with Wilson? Oh, Wilson's like my best friend. So, yeah, well, we've been working with each other since um, we were probably I'm trying to think. So, he's three years younger than me. And okay. uh, so, probably since I was like 2020. 20, and he. So, you guys have kind of like worked all your businesses together. Kind of. So, basically, it's funny because um, Wilson, uh, so, I mean, Wilson, and we do a lot together. We started one tiny bit, and then I moved to California, and that yeah. summer. Uh, I got mint Wilson's like, I'm gonna go to California too. Cause you're there. So he like literally stayed and lived in my couch, uh, for like the whole summer because I got a mentorship <laughs> at another company. And then, uh, and then we, he was there and then we went back to college. Uh, and then I was still working and then he got a job at Google. And then we're, and then he was living with me there while he's working at Google. And then there I went to my other company. And then after Google, he went to Salesforce. And then he also lived with me in my next apartment. So, but in between this, we were still working on stuff. Like, how we call it, we just call it like hacking on things, just like, hey, let's work on something, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) how have you guys, how have you guys remained friends and business partners? Yeah. So, so (laughs) Maid Sailors, the cleaning company, that was just my company. I told, so I told Wilson, I'm like, hey, like, I want to do my own thing. And he, and he wasn't ready, right? He's like, he's like, hey, I still love Mm -hmm. it here. I'm going to, Salesforce is a great company. Obviously, you guys print like paying him a ton of money. Like, I'll go to his office and I'll just be like, he's like, Yeah, let's go to dinner. I'm like, okay, cool. Like they're paying for everything. Right? So it's like a great company. Um, so I did the cleaning company. And then about two years after that, Wilson then left to do his own thing. And by this time, he was kind of like into like just traveling and like anybody, I guess, like oh, I'm gonna find myself, yeah. right? It's like, it's like and then that's when he started doing uh, his his own his own e-commerce company. Um so even though we stayed friends for the longest time, Void Media is probably our first company that we started together most recently, but everything else between that was more like, let's just work on stuff because we're friends and we like to make things together. Um, but then, um, and then we just like help each other along the way. So Void Media is like our company that we work on tough stuff. And right now how it's structured for Void Media is like, I really deal with all the, um, management side and the sales sides of bringing new clients and Wilson helps like the internal operations of like making sure that each client's like fulfilled. So we both know what our roles are. Like, um, like I tell people, I was a programmer people are like, Oh, you're speaking all the time. I'm like, well, like that's the role I have to play. And like, I know what I'm going to do and, uh, I'm going to go do it. And it's like, we both know what the goal is, right? The goal is to like, obviously make money, but also just like be freedom, grow a company, do your own thing. And I'm um, like, he's like, Wilson's like, we just got to decide and just like, just accept them. like, this is what I'm going to do. Let's go do it. Right. So it's like, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do just like, we just like understand that what we both want in life and we're both trying to achieve that. And I think it's sort yeah. of like, we, we obviously we get into arguments about like okay, cool. Like I trust you. Like, I think a lot of it's like, I trust you and I know that you're making the best decision for the company. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're letting it, uh, you're trying to hurt me or, or the company that we work for. It's like, we're both trying to just do what's best and it really sucks yeah. and we make a mistake. All right, it's cool. Like whatever, like we learned something. Um,
0: how do you how do you guys figure out finances and stuff is it like a 50 50 split or like how does that work or
2: are you just each salaried and you get paid you know according to your roles yeah so we, we each get a salary and then we also just like i, I mean we also have an accountant who just does it every month for us so it's like they just take care yeah, of it. yeah so I, I mean like at this point like we just work with an accountant i think it's easier and then everything's split into like its own like bank account and stuff like that like this is like years of it like me like learning from my previous company I'm like yeah like once you mix all the stuff I'm like okay new company like just separate everything It's like, <laughs> yeah it's much easier to figure out what your finances are like i tell people like that's probably the number one thing you need to figure out
1: that's awesome is there any other principles or things you would want to leave our audience with things that you've learned along the way that you think have helped you be successful i mean you definitely seem like the type of person that loves learning and you yeah. just actually enjoy it almost like it's a game like all right let's see if i can figure this out so like is there anything you would kind of leave leave people with
2: I think, I think, obviously, I think people, need just, I think the biggest thing is just be curious about how things work. Like, and that's like the biggest thing. Like for me, it's like luggage is like, I don't know how that worked, but I want to learn like, oh, cool. Let me go figure it out. Right. Like ma- cleaning. I never clean. I, I hate cleaning. Like I just like, I hate cleaning, but I'm like, oh this is a pretty interesting business. like um, I think it's just curiosity. And I think the biggest thing I tell people, it's like, you don't really have to like, I'm not passionate about all the stuff I'm doing, but I'm passionate about marketing and learning, and that's what drives me to do things. Um, So I don't. I think people sometimes get caught up in like you got to be passionate about this. I'm like, no, really. I think you can be passionate about learning and making money uh, and doing things. Um, But that's sort of what I tell people. It's like something. And also the thing about it too, it's like. Your first business or second business not, not, might not be the one that you're gonna be working on your full your whole life. Like for me, it's like I did cleaning, I did the e-commerce, e-commerce again. Now I'm doing the agency, now I'm doing my other company. It's like I'm always trying to figure I think everybody's trying to figure out what they want. And I think people are like, mm-hmm. Oh, I want to figure out what I want right now. I'm like, no, just like take a stair step approach. Like, okay, you go one level, next level, but you just level up. I tell people you get a little bit better and better.
1: I love that. Um, I wrote down some takeaways. Mark, do you have any other questions before I jump into my takeaway? No, I, right.
0: I, this has been a, a fantastic interview. And I, it's just very fascinating to hear your story. And and uh, I'm excited to, to follow you and, and see where you continue to grow, man. Well, oh, thank
2: you.
1: All right. Quick takeaways. You can correct me, Kevin, if I'm misquoting you on any of this. All right. So one thing that you said stood out to me is kind of like quitting quickly. I mean, quitting well, but like don't letting like jobs drag on when you know it's not a good fit. Like I think that was a really interesting principle and that it's like getting out of bad relationship. You might as well like cut it off now instead yeah. of like letting it drag on. Um I think uh, another thing was looking at the people around you to hire and help you, like your mom, like your sister, (laughs) your brother, just like who's around me that can fix this and like looking close to you. I think that's pretty cool. That works. E-commerce being kind of more scalable and higher profit margin in some cases, but service based businesses being easier in some ways because you can pay people only when they do the work. So some of the pros and cons of that, I thought that was interesting. Also the advice on e-commerce to be able to sell something on the front end and then do some type of subscription or upsell on the back end where you really make your prop, your profit. that was really good advice. You said not everybody has to be like you when you're hiring them and, and that was one of the things that you learned that uh, when you're hiring people, look for problem, problem solving skills. I think that's great advice. Um, and then you mentioned the Measure What Matters book, which I'll look into and your parting advice was to be curious about how things work. Yeah,
0: perfect. Yeah. boom Kevin Yerutia everybody thank you so much for being on the Friday Habit thanks guys and thank you for listening to the Friday Habit hey go to the Friday to find show notes for this episode there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch at the bottom of the page you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business
1: And if you enjoyed this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. And we'll talk to you soon. That's right. And until next time,
0: live every day like it's Friday.